All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Hello, America, and happy Wednesday. What a busy week it is. Yep, the Cheney era, at least in Wyoming and the Republican Party, is over. Though she has $7.5 million of donations she didn't spend, at least until the last week of the campaign, meaning she's probably bankrolled it. And it's clear that she's going to continue to be the chief protagonist, at least in her mind, to Donald Trump and his supporters. That is one of the big headlines dominating just the news today. Welcome to the John Solomon Reports podcast. Lots of fun News to break for you today. We've got two great guests, Dr. Harvey Risch from Yale University, the epidemiologist who got the pandemic right. He's going to join us to talk about these incredible reversals going on with the CDC, with the NIH, and now even concerns about the scientific processes in posting and being transparent with medical studies. We're going to cover all of that with Dr. Harvey Risch. And then Tom Fitton is going to be here. I'm not making this up. He's going to describe why a court case about evidence that was found in Bill Clinton's sock drawers back in the 1990s could have a profound effect on the search of Donald Trump's estate in Mar-a-Lago, Florida. Yes, we can connect Bill Clinton's sock drawer to the raid on Melania Trump's closet. There's a real serious reason. It's actually a very important reason. Tom Fitton is going to bring us up to speed on that. A very, very important story all around We had a great interview last night with Paul Manafort. We're going to play that tomorrow on the podcast. A really profound headline that he gave us. He said that the biased FBI, that's what he called them, was given lots of evidence of wrongdoing by Democrats. He provided it, but they didn't pursue it. How about that? That's going to be an important headline. All right, we got two great guests. I don't want to waste any time. I want to get right to them because the interview is going to make some news. I hope. I hope we can bring you some really new facts that you can't get anywhere else. And that's why we're going to jump right in. We're so excited. We'll take a quick commercial break when we come back up. First up, the one and only Dr. Harvey Rich from the Yale School of Public Health, one of the great epidemiologists of the world. And by the way, one of those who was incredibly on the money, I'm making this, on the money on uh, the pandemic. His prescription, along with Dr. Jay Bhattacharya, were right on the money. And of course, Dr. Fauci was way off as the CDC just recently told us. Pretty exciting stuff. All right, folks, we'll take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. 
Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. I am always excited when this next guest joins our show. He has been one of the sage, most honest voices in the medical profession, particularly during all the scare tactics and all of the pain and suffering we went through during the COVID-19 pandemic. One of the greatest epidemiologists in the world, Professor Emeritus at the Yale School of Public Health, Dr. Harvey Risch. Doctor, great to have you back on the show. I'm very happy to be with you. I was thinking of you a lot in the last couple of days as my reporters here at Just the News wrote the new CDC guidelines. And I read them and I said, you know, these sound incredibly familiar. They didn't come from Dr. Fauci. They didn't come from any CDC. I'm pretty sure this is what Dr. Harvey Rich was saying. Oh, back in the spring of 2020, 
protect the vulnerable, get everybody else into a mitigated strategy and get them back to the workplace. Your thoughts on how big a reversal the CDC guidance is? Well, I think it's dramatic and it basically concedes that everything that they've said, in particular about the vaccines for the last year and a half has been wrong, that basically they're admitting that that the vaccines do not prevent the spread of the infection in in a way that makes them useful for public health. They said literally that the vaccines do not, two, two doses of the vaccine does not uh, substantially spread, uh, stop the spread. And for boosters, after the last booster, the benefit is transient and wanes. Now, transient to me, if you look it up in the dictionary, basically is a short period of time. And they're, they're saying because it's a short period of time that it's not useful for a large public health policy. So they have revoked the, the idea of vaccination as a public health tool for stopping the spread of, of the infection. And therefore, they have revoked any rational consideration of mandates for using something that has failed as a tool. So to me, the mandates are, are basically out the window at this point, And nobody can point to the CDC and, and say that the mandates are justified. If there's a school district or a company or a city that's imposed that mandate, I, I saw Pittsburgh and Philadelphia are still enforcing their mandate. They don't have a legal or scientific basis to persist that mandate. That's what's so remarkable about this moment. I tied this back to something that I think was the precursor. I thought I saw the firework or the flare gun behind this announcement about three weeks ago, because when Dr. Deborah Burks went on television, and I mean whipsawed me and probably all of us by saying, I knew all along that these vaccines were not going to prevent infection. You kind of knew that maybe there was a bigger shoe to fall what does it say about the public health infrastructure that, one, we got it this wrong, because that's what the CDC proclamation is. We got it entirely wrong. And two, the medical official who was instrumental in imposing the mandates, the fear, the assurances that this was the silver bullet cure-all, which, of course, you never believe that. What does it say that all of those things have gone in reversal? We got it wrong. We were lied to. And there never was a silver magic bullet. What does it say about the state of public health in America? Well, it, the first thing it says is that hope is not a public health policy, that you can't hope that things work, you know, and, and, and expect that to be any rational, appro- uh, appropriate approach. The second thing is that everybody knew that it was a sham while it was happening because there w- it was a one-size-fits-all and there was no consideration of nat- people with natural immunity, people who actually needed it to protect themselves versus people whom the, the infection posed a, a, a essentially zero or trivial risk. The issue of rushing to try to vaccinate children and young children when they had no need for this as a general rule and so on. These were all such gigantic red flags that you knew that there was some kind of malfeasance going on pushing these these approaches. So it, it, basically what they're saying is now they're admitting that the thing didn't work. They're not admitting that what they did was wrong. They're, they're just hoping that nobody will remind them. They're misremembering it, as they're saying, and trying to cover up their tracks, as Dr. Burks did. She said, oh, well, I always knew that they would never work, you know, and uh, and I'm innocent. I didn't push them, you know, and those kinds of messages, which is absurd because she was behind the whole thing. It is absurd. And it is almost breathtaking to think that people of your caliber of excellence, I mean, you have a 20, 30 year of extraordinary work. Jay Bhattacharya, all the people who signed the Great Barrington Declaration, for instance, 
These were not crackpots. These weren't people that went down and read a medical book and came out and said, I've got the solution. You were all cast as heretics. You were cast as putting public safety in jeopardy, and you turned out to be right. Is there a moment where those in power realize that we went too far, that science works best when dissent is seriously considered and not just bowled over? When I read that, you know, when I, I look at the scientific method. Looking at contrary evidence is like essential to the scientific method. Do you think we're at a pause moment where the industry at large, the big industry that controls the NIH and the CDC and the FDA, say, you know what? We not only treated people like Dr. Harvey Risch and Jay Bhattacharya and others wrongly, we defied the rules of our own scientific profession. Honestly, I don't think they'll admit that. I think that I think that basically they're not reasoning like scientists. They're reasoning like generals in a war that made a bad decision in how to carry out a war. And when they were confronted with the reality of their bad decision, they move on to the next decision and the next approach for carrying on the war. I think they're not going to self-question to any large degree. We now know that there is a public health consequence, at least in some circumstances, and there's evidence that may be more, that this bad approach actually had a significant impact on the well-being of Americans. We'll start with the isolation, the loss of learning with children, depression, drug increase, and we know the socio-psychological impact of it. We now know that young men particularly were at higher risk of getting inflamed hearts and dying from it. That's not in doubt. And now today there are some new documents out by Naomi Wolf. We haven't gotten to the bottom of them yet, but they suggest that there could be a connection between miscarriages and the vaccine, certainly at least of the women in one of the medical trials. And there's a similar one about menstruation problems that is currently underway, but an early acknowledgement that women may also have had their menstrual cycles significantly hampered with. The fact that there are victims of this mistakes and the victims of this approach, do we come to grips with that at some point? Well, when we have, you know, some kind of hearings and trial and investigation, we might. Uh, Certainly the people who abetted all of the the problems and the damage are not going to do anything other than try to cover their tracks. And, uh, you know, I I think that so many people got damaged over this, and they're just cavalierly dismissed as collateral damage by by a military approach to this, that, you know, think about it. The head of public health is a surgeon general. It's not the chief surgeon. It's the surgeon general. The the war military... uh, you know, campaign of public health is a military style organization, which doesn't, you know, allow for science, it allows for dictates and authority, and, and no questioning. And, and the whole idea of how public health is done in that fashion is inappropriate, when when you desperately need the science in new pandemic circumstances. It's amazing. When I was a little boy, I used to go to my pediatrician and he was this short little, like four foot 11, five foot guy, Dr. John Russo, but he packed a larger than life punch. And he, oh, I remember the little boy, I'd be sitting on the table waiting for him to come in. And he always had the Hippocratic Oath on there. And he circled around one phrase, do no harm. He used to always, I remember the big red circle he put about that. It seems like the Hippocratic Oath got turned upside down in this pandemic. We sent patients to nursing homes, infected putting vulnerable populations together, young men with heart inflammation. It's going to be a remarkable moment to take the final cost of human toll in this. And even though the CYA establishment won't do it, I think it's incumbent on 
news organizations and such influential voices as you to get the full human toll out there. And I'm fearful of another thing, and I think I know you are too. It seems like we're just starting to crank up for a new fall vaccination program. Will we see the same fear-mongering that we saw in the first wave of vaccination pushes? Undoubtedly. There's no other way to push a mass vaccination campaign that people would not choose to take of their free will without fear-mongering and, and force and threats of force, that people have seen the damage that's been done from the, the vaccine so far, and the new vaccines threaten to be even more damaging than the existing ones. And the reason for that is that the small studies, such as they are, on the new vaccines only examine them in unvaccinated people. And when you give these vaccines to more mRNA vaccines, to people who've had three and four shots of the original ones, what you're going to do is you're going to dramatically increase the original antigenic sin antibody-dependent enhancement problems coming up. And so instead of the message is going to be, take these vaccines so that we don't have a new wave with new mutants. And what will happen instead is that they will generate ever-increasing waves of new mutants. And the reason for that is that the, the, the viruses that are, are still going around in circulation, that are still present, that will be at a low level throughout the society, will be given immunologic open season, free reign on reproducing in people who get these vaccines that will be out of date by the time they come out. The, the Omicron component will be earlier Omicron compared to the one that BA5 or the next version that is largely out in another month, and so they'll be partially out of date already, they will generate um, the original, and vaccinated people, they'll just generate more of the original vaccine antibodies and be counterproductive because those antibodies won't neutralize the, the new Omicron or any Omicron very, very much. And so the, the variants will just continue to, to occur as the virus does what it normally does, which is to mutate day in, day out in every person that's infected. And so it's going to generate even more mutants. Geert Vandenbosch has written this up quite, the science quite extensively about what's going to happen with these new vaccines. And so instead of doing uh, any, providing any benefit for people, which is not necessary, they're going to be damaging to the population immunity as a whole to generate even more waves and successive waves going well past the, the winter and into the spring, if not longer. It's counterproductive, and honestly, it's stupid, to be honest, because we're dealing now with an infection, a COVID infection, that's no worse than typical flu season. And we don't mandate you know, vaccination for flu. We've never had an emergency for flu. You know, we never called a national emergency for, for flu, and we didn't, and we should not be calling a national emergency for COVID now. <clears throat> the, the emergency has passed. Once Omicron got here, the emergency dissipated, and there's no uh, government recognition of that fact because it sees the power that it wants to control for its own nefarious purposes rather than for a real public health use. And so that's where we're at. <clears throat> the government has, has seized this power and won't relinquish it, and is using that to try to push through more vaccinations that will be only be damaging. And it's already bought the vaccines 
So it's committed to doing this. So, you know, just you can expect to see more campaigns of, of the fear-mongering. Be, do your part. Help, the, help the America survive the next pandemic. Keep people from getting sick. Do your part. Get vaccinated. That's what you can expect to see. Yeah. Wow. We're actually poking nature when we shouldn't poke nature right now because nature right now has the virus in a state where we can pretty much manage it and get people better and back to work. It's just amazing to think that we're in that moment. A lot of people ask me this question and I don't have an answer for it, but I think you've seen enough of it. You probably have some wisdom to share on it. What drove this? Was it just the desire of drug companies to have a expensive new vaccine that they could cash in on by the billions? Was it Anthony Fauci's desire to finally get to carry out a pandemic plan and make it his legacy? There seems to be so many decisions that were made in the absence of common sense and also in contradiction to the normal procedures of medicine and science. It seems like there's some forces that were causing this to happen. As you look back, what are those, some of those forces? Because we want to learn from them, right? We want to not repeat history again. Well, I think it's very hard to know because there are so many big forces, you know, the oligarchy of our society that has been involved for its own financial, massive financial interests, that it's really hard to tease apart which part of it is really responsible when they're all conspiring. You know, Event 201 is not a conspiracy theory. It's an actual conspiracy. There are 200 people or whatever in the room conspiring to figure out how to push this whole pandemic management on the world. You know, that's, that's a conspiracy. When those people conspired in their plans, that's a conspiracy. It's not a conspiracy theory. And that's what we, we have lived through. The, the question has arisen whether the virus had been spreading before Event 201 even occurred. That was September of 2019. There's now some suggestions that people had COVID and died from COVID even into 2018. That, that it predated it and wasn't really identified as a, an epidemic illness until fall of 2019, but it had actually started circulating earlier. There's now some, some interest and probably some activity in looking at stored biological samples to see uh, whether, whether they can identify uh, the, the virus you know, from earlier than, than fall 2019. The, the virus was found in stored samples in Italy in September 2019, and it was found in sewage in samples in Brazil from November of 2019. So it was already uh, circulating, and uh, the question is how, how much earlier? Fascinating. I mean, think about it. I mean, we may have had the whole thing wrong. Probably did have the whole thing wrong. Not may. We did. We certainly had large components, but we might have missed it for a while as well. I want to finish with one thing because I know you believe not only in following the rules of science, but that in holding those in accountable. There was an extraordinary moment just a few hours ago. The National Academy of Sciences announcing that the deputy White House climate advisor, so one of the top aides to President Biden, Jane Lutenko is going to be banned from any National Academy of Sciences proceedings for the next five years because of conflicts of interest and violations of its code of conduct. This includes having a conflict of interest with a relative involved in the study and also using outdated data to make a current conclusion. It's pretty extraordinary for the NAS to make a public declaration and kind of expose this 
your thoughts about the state of science when you hear that someone who's currently in the White House got caught doing something disagreeous? Well, unfortunately, human nature is human nature, and people succumb to blandishments and conflicts of interest, you know, because of the benefits, and they think that they won't be caught, and that's just part. It's very difficult for people to stay as clean as as they should, and uh, you know, but but science has to be done as objectively as possible, bearing that in mind. So when this is discovered, it sounds so despicable. It probably is a bit larger than just that one individual, not in this, not in what he did, but it's, you know, there's instances of this all around that are just not widely known. So, uh, you know, I, this one was discovered in high profile. Last question. We know what's coming. You gave us a great view of the scare wave that's probably coming in the fall. As someone who had this approach right now, the, the CDC now acknowledges, so they don't mention you by name, that your approach, Jay Bhattacharya's approach, those were the right approaches. What should Americans, if you're an American listening, what is the right mentality to take into the fall and winter when this new wave of fear-mongering begins? To shrug it off, to laugh it off, to say that these people are up to the same old shenanigans and, and we're not going to take it anymore. As, as they say, um, the first time you're, you're tricked, uh, it's their fault. The second time you're tricked, it's your fault. You know, that we've, we've been through this before and that there's plenty of medications that are, you don't have to take Paxlovid, which doesn't work well. Um, if you get COVID and you get sick with it, there hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, uh, other medications are, are available. If your doctor won't prescribe it, then telemedicine groups will. And uh, so there's every reason to think that there's backup for people who get uncomfortably sick, normal, healthy people without serious comorbidities like, like diabetes, obesity, cardiovascular diseases, chronic kidney disease, and so on. Those kind of people will survive it, again, very well. It's, it's, it can be unpleasant to have. You know, the sore throat can be pretty bad and, and feeling really worn out and, and so on, like the flu. But you get through it in a few days. The thing about Paxlovid is it makes it longer. And if it recurs, even longer than that. Uh, and uh, Paxlovid is, is basically a pause, not a cure. And, and so it's just not doing a very good job. Whereas these other medications do really well. The, the patients that I've sent for treatment to other doctors report back to me that, that they've gotten substantially better in two days or three days. Wow. And what are those? I mean, what are the ones you would recommend just from what you're, the anecdotal or scientific evidence you have? What are you recommending? No, the scientific evidence is quite strong. That, that hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin are the main uh, components uh, of the medication regimen. They can be used together if a person doesn't do too well on one or the other. They have to be used in enough doses that they actually work, particularly for ivermectin. Uh, but the dosing is pretty standard. Doctors know how to do that. There's other things to add. If there's a, a lot of lung involvement, there isn't usually, but there can be a little. If there is, one can add an inhaled steroid like budesonide. Um, and, and there's other medications, too, that, that people have been looking at. In addition to um, nasal sprays and gargles with, with things like uh, povidone iodine solutions, diluted or diluted 
um, hydrogen peroxide, or even acetylpyridinium chloride, which is the active ingredient in uh, Crest uh, Fresh Mint mouthwash, I think, and other mouthwashes that have acetylpyridinium chloride. You you know you gargle with that five times a day, and, and rinse your mouth you know for 30 or 40 seconds. In addition to the other medications, you know, and I think that 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 there's a whole repertoire now that the telemedicine doctors have been using very proficiently, works very well, uh, and it just treats this like, uh, you know, an annoying flu-like illness that you get through. And the people who, are, who get really sick, who have comorbidities, who need more aggressive treatment, can be treated the same way, but with, a, with a, you know, more aggressive monitoring and follow-up to, to deal with it. So, uh, I, you know, this is a totally manageable circumstance. That is not an emergency. Does not need to be treated with fear. It's it's just something that we get through. And if we don't encourage more mutations with with vaccines that encourage the mutations, it'll end faster in the population as a whole. Also, amazing. It's amazing. Well, history will look back. I've said this many times, doctor, and I don't give praise often, but your sage way of dealing with this, the scientific approach you took proved to be the right one. And I just think, I've said this many times, I just think, what if you were in Dr. Fauci's chair, what the difference might have been? And we're just so grateful you had the courage, despite all of the flack you took, to stick to your guns because history shows you were right. And what an honor to have you back on the show today. It's my pleasure. You know, nature's not going to lie. And I just do the best I can in reporting the observations that I have about nature. And and I leave it at that. And, you know, I hope that they're good and they work. And that's all I can do. Well, you followed the scientific procedure, unlike a lot of those in Washington, and we're sure grateful for that. So many thanks. I can't wait to get you back on because we'll have to combat some of this fear mongering in the fall for sure. Sure. Great to be with you. You as well, sir. Have a great day. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Tom Fitton is going to join us. We have a little discussion about some of the new records coming out in a 2012 case that might have a lot of relevance to the search of Mar-a-Lago right after this. Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. 
Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. Always excited to have this next guest on. He's on the front lines of creating transparency from a federal government that often is allergic to transparency. He is none other than the president of Judicial Watch and our good friend, Tom Fitton. Tom, great to have you on the show today. Hey, good to be with you again, John. Thank you for the good word. It's amazing how many times things you did in the past come back up and they're relevant to the current debate. And I want to have a little fun today because there is a direct dotted line between Bill Clinton's sock drawer and the raid on Melania's closet at Mar-a-Lago. And I want to walk through that today. It's it's an amazing thing that you your team did. But walk us through the importance of the case where you found the audio tapes that Bill Clinton had kept in his sock drawer of his conversations as president with a historian. An amazing case. Yeah, I don't even remember how we found out about it. Maybe there was a news story about it. And there was a Taylor Branch had done a, a book on Clinton, you may recall. And he recorded some of his conversations with him for the book. And Clinton kept copies of, I think it was more than one tape. But the tapes included at least his half of the conversation with foreign leaders, members of Congress and other government officials. So we saw that and we said, hey, what about the Presidential Records Act? Aren't these in the library? Because we had been litigating against the library for probably 15 years at that point. And so we sued the archives and they came back to us and they told us, you know, go pound sand. And we're in court before one of the most of the left-wing judges on the bench, uh, Beryl Howe. She's an expert, though, in FOIA matters and open records matters. The government, the lawyer for the archives said, you know what? If, they're, if it, the documents are in the former president's hands, we're, you know, they're presumptively personal. We just, you know, we, we presume they're personal. And sure enough, the court found later in an opinion that the archives uh, couldn't get behind the decision to, to uh, by a president to term documents either personal or presidential. So, uh, you know, that's the position not only that's not only the legal position of the Justice Department, but it's the law. And uh, obviously it's bolstered by the Constitution, which gives ultimate classification authority by virtue of his role as commander in chief to the president. So essentially anything he took with him out of the White House, the Justice Department previously had told us in response to a question about Bill Clinton, tough luck, it's his. But they changed their mind for for. Donald Trump. And I wonder, I want to know, did they tell the court that? They tell the court their, this, our policy and the law and, and a court decision suggests that Trump is right. And frankly, I don't, based on this analysis, Trump should get every single document they took from him back because they're all personal records. Thanks to you, I've been able to read through the transcripts and the final court ruling by the judge. And you know, it's pretty clear the court and the Justice Department are of the same mind, which is the president's authority to decide what's a personal government record is absolute, just like the president's ability to classify a document is absolute. So that's going to be the history on which when this gets into the courts, it's going to turn on. The history is clearly a legal precedent, clearly in favor of the president. The Justice Department had to know at some point someone was going to dig this stuff up. Why do they take the risk of the raid? Have you developed a theory why they do this? And is it really about the records at all? You know, that's a good question. Um, you know, you kind of raise an interesting issue because, you know, I started raising this issue online back in February or January when, when this news first came up that there was this dispute and the media took note of it. 
and the and the experts who are basically former government experts were trying to shoot it down. Even I was right, but they were trying to shoot it down in their fact checks. So you can be sure they knew this issue was out there and this was a quote a forgotten case. Um, so it, it you know, and then it leads to the other question: is what were they really doing here? And what you know, if if the goal is to harass the president and to try to jail him on whatever might possibly stick. This is probably something that they saw, hey, this is something we can go in on. And um, and they let their hatred for Trump overcome their uh, legal acumen and analysis to the degree it exists. You know, people have to remember that the agencies, Justice Department, the leadership of the FBI, it's left to center, liberal, and uh, certainly in the case of the Justice Department, almost universally Democrat. And I'm not just talking about the appointees of Biden. I'm talking about the other lawyers. And it goes for other federal agencies as well. Uh, so they're, they're partisan ideologues and they hate Trump. And that's and that's what's going on here. Yeah, such an important thing to remind people of that. That is the dynamic. You, I had a chance to interview you the other day. You were the first person to call it a lot of overcollection in this search rate. Just when you look at the thing and a few hours after that, well, what do you know? The FBI said, oh, we overcollected. We collected passport, privilege materials. We're working on a process to get it back to you. This is like the most historic raid that any FBI agent could possibly participate in. They know they're creating history by raiding the, the home of a former president, and yet they don't get the basics right. They overcollect. What does that say about the skill set of the FBI today? Well, I saw your your headline there, overcollect, and I thought, John, you are being so charitable. <laughs> Yes, I probably was. <laughs> I mean, they went in there with a vacuum cleaner. They didn't care. You don't take passports without pause. It's not the sort of thing that, oh, well, I don't know what that is. Just throw it in there. Uh, and it highlights, A, the uh, lack of good faith by the operators who went in there, and B, the broad nature of the warrant. I thought, you know, one of the you know, the media just pretends, I mean, pretends that we're stupid and, you know, we're, we're supposed to ignore our plain eyes. And Garland told us, typically, we don't do raids. So this was atypical. And typically, we have narrow search requests. So what's the mirror of that? A broad one. So they went in under Garland's own admit, on, on Garland's own admission on a fishing expedition and the proof is in the pudding. They came up uh, with with his passports. And I was thinking about this today, John, and, and I'm, I don't know if your reporting has borne this out yet. This must be a national security issue, not in the sense they think it is, but in the sense America is being destabilized by this administration. And I would think our friends and our enemies are looking at us thinking, what, what's going on there? Is the, is the government stable? Because, you know, we, you know, we're used to this. But America ain't. And I, I, it's very concerning. And I, and I hope people don't draw. I hope our enemies don't draw the wrong conclusions. And certainly I hope our friends don't draw the wrong conclusions, because if they think we're not stable and we're weak, who knows what will happen? Yeah. And also, they've always looked to us to the example of freedom. And this looks like anything but freedom anymore. It looks like banana republic politics. And that's got to be unsettling to people who still believe in democracy and constitutional republics around the world. Uh, last question. You've done some amazing work on Dr. Anthony Fauci and getting us documents he's never wanted to turn over to the American public. 
like three, four days ago, the CDC basically just said, we got everything wrong. Of course, they didn't say that, but they basically put out all new rules that reversed everything, everything that they had been telling us for two and a half years. You look at this and you see the crushing of dissent. Any doctor that challenged their position two years ago was called a quackpot, a risk to medical health. Now you're seeing people like the Homeland Security Department, the FBI, and Garland saying anyone that has a question about an open border or the raid on Donald Trump, they pose a domestic terrorism threat. This is a moment where dissent is being crushed in the name of security and health, and it's not even true. The end result is they crush something with a lie. When do we start to begin to unravel this dynamic with the government? What's the solution for this? Well, you know, we had part of the solution at the end of the Trump administration where he he and his people said, you know, look, that we have these and the, the left distorts this. We've got these bureaucrats who are exercising extraordinary power and they're not accountable in the traditional sense to the president. So if they're making policy decisions that really a, pol- a political appointee ought to be making, we're going to make their position subject to immediate removal by the president or their and, and so in my view is expanding that, expanding the number of political appointees while curtailing the power of government. You know, we can talk about Fauci, um, you know, at some for some length, but certainly the goal of any good conservative Congress or a good conservative president would be to make sure there is never again another Fauci, someone who's been able to accumulate so much power within an agency that essentially he's warping. Uh, the the uh, the whole public health establishment not here in the United not only here in the United States but abroad, uh, you know Fauci has way too much power, uh, given his lack of accountability within our system. And I don't mean he's unaccountable and that he can't be fired. It means he's he's acting like a political appointee when in fact he's a civil servant. We can't have that anymore. Yeah, that's it. They're making policy. They're not carrying out policy. They've actually become the policy makers. Tom, it is always an honor to have you on. It's so amazing to watch the work of Judicial Watch. I can't wait to see your next big lawsuit or your next big document dump because America is going to be a lot better for it. Thanks for joining us today. You're welcome, John. All right, folks, we'll take a quick commercial break. We'll be back to wrap things up right after this. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, folks, welcome back. What a great day. A big thanks to Tom Fitton. A lot of thoughts. Who knew that a Bill Clinton case from the 1990s could have such a profound relationship to the extraordinary historic raid on Mar-a-Lago last week? But that's why we bring people like Tom on the show. We learn something. We get something. 
we make some news and we get some better understandings and facts so that you can go and make up your own mind, which is really what we're all about. We want you to get facts and make up your own mind whenever you can. We'll have a lot more on the Judicial Watch case from 1992 on the website tomorrow morning. Go to justthenews.com. We got you covered there. I want to tell you about a couple of very important tools that are available to you. If you haven't done it yet, please go do this. This will be a big benefit to you. We've created here at Just the News an iOS and Android app to make the Just the News more accessible to you, more tangible to you, because there's really three ways to consume us. You can listen to us. That's what you're doing now in the podcast. You can watch us on the TV show or on the 40 to 50 videos a day we put up, or you can read us, watch, listen, read. That's what the app does. It has a little slider on the bottom. You pick what you want. I want to read stories. I want to listen to podcasts. I want to watch television, just the news television. We've got it covered. Go download that app. It is an incredible asset. It's really well designed. A lot of people love it. We're going to come out with a new version in a few months, but get ahead on it. You'll get the new version free of charge. Doesn't cost any money. You don't have to pay a dime for it, but it sort of gives you a 3D experience to the Just the News community. I really want you to encourage that. And the second thing you can do is if you go to justthenews.com slash subscribe, you can sign up for our newsletter. Go do that. We have a daily newsletter with the top 40 stories that we produce every day. Why not get that in your inbox? It's a quick summary. You can read it fast or do a deep dive by clicking on each story. But that's a really valuable thing. And then some people say, John, I'd love to get together. I've had questions for you for the longest time. Well, I've got a solution for you. We have a special club, a group of super subscribers at Just the News. They're called the Just the News VIP Club. Just the News VIP Club. If you are interested in joining that club, these are the benefits. First, you get to read the website without ads. Once you log in, all the ads will disappear. That's pretty cool, right? You'll definitely want to check that out. I love that. And then you'll be able to attend a once a month private meeting with me online, of course. Digital Town Hall is what I call it. The VIP club meeting every month. And you can submit your questions to me and you'll be able to get answers. I try to answer every question that comes in from one of our VIP club members. We do it for about an hour, hour and a half, usually the last week of the month. It's really super exciting. You can get in on that by going to justthenews.com slash subscribe. That's pretty easy to remember. Just go to justthenews.com slash subscribe. It's as little as $5 a month. You can get it for like $39 or $40 a year if you pay it up front. It's a great way to get involved and have a one-on-one conversation with me and A lot of the great reporters here, we often will bring reporters on, which we love, and that makes it a lot of fun. All right, folks, thank you. Thank you for being a part of the John Solomon Reports family, the justthenews.com family. You know you can go to justthenews.com 24-7. To get a big thanks to Dr. Harvey Risch and to Tom Fitton for their appearances today. Very exciting. I will have more news tonight on the Just the News, Not Noise TV show on Real America's Voice, 6 p.m. Eastern. Check us out there as well. All right. Have a great night. God bless you. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, have a great night. Enjoy your family. Enjoy these last days of summer before the kids go back to school. And of course, whenever you need a news fix, you know what to do. Go to justthenews.com. We got you covered 24-7. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite. 
you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey. 